fucking disorderly podcast. We are here without a guest by design this time. No one bailed on us. We're just here to hang out. We've got a bunch of guests scheduled in the future, including our fabulous co-worker, Scott. Scott Zimmerman is coming on. Our colleague. Yeah, our colleague, Scott Zimmerman, is coming on next week. And we want to, we're really excited about that. He, that's the public, right? What he just, the job he just took. I would have, oh, I don't know. No. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think so because he's, he's doing events. So Scott is the new executive director for the Libertarian Party of Nebraska. And we're really excited about that. I remember when they first put up that position and someone else got it. We're not going to go into that. Uh, I remember initially thinking, man, I, I don't. I don't like I I want the best for Scott, but I don't know if I want him to have this position because he's going to do all this awesome stuff with the foundation with us. And and that's not really a thing that I'm worried about. So I'm really excited for Scott. <laughs> Priorities have shifted. That's for sure. In the yeah. last couple of months. Agreed. So. <laughs> um, so this week, right has been i don't know maybe maybe you two have had a really great week i've had the shittiest week no it's been a bad week and it's only tuesday so i i there's one great thing i want to share and this is maybe maybe i sh- i shouldn't but i i feel like i need to i need to get this off do it Hear it get off get off El- elfie got a message from one of the girls to uh, a couple days ago about a father-daughter dance and she's like why are you sending this to me i'm your mother and i don't have you that weekend and the girl comes back well i want zach to take me and so i'm sitting here like i really want to do this and it really makes my heart feel full and all the loves and stuff and the other part of me is like this will start a fucking war yeah that's at the same time you're in a bad spot because you're trying to um respect boundaries and respect other people's roles whether you respect the individual or not and Mm -hmm. and try and co-parent in a healthy way that's good for everybody so that's a tricky spot brother and so the other side of this, um, uh, I don't want to go into that. I don't. I can't go into that. Um, there's a, sorry. There's a lot of things here that I I can't talk about. Here's the big thing, though. My biggest concern is if I do this, she already gets treated like shit when she's with her other. Um. And this is, and I do want to make sure that I'm saying that I'm saying this is me, not, this is not my wife saying this for legal reasons. Uh, This is not anything but my opinion based on what the children tell me. They treat my girls like shit. Um, So look, part of that. And I'm afraid it's going to get worse. I think it's hard to, to be to be an adult involved in a situation like that in a lot of ways because um so much is subjective right and everything is secondhand and they're mean to me all the time they treat me like shit. they yell at me all the time could literally be 
one person one time saying, please pick up your shoes, right? So it's hard in because you have this obligation, responsibility, and desire to protect these children who you love and care for. And then this situation is already uncomfortable. And now, man, you are in a bad spot. And because I know their father, we grew up together. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but that contains stuff too. Relationships that adults have Who's, with each other. Which one of you is posting us the page? <laughs> I think that must be Scott or Caleb oh. because it's not me. Yeah, it's I don't, not me. Oh, I was okay. going to ask the same question, but I was like, oh, yeah, there's we gave a couple other people access to that shit. <laughs> yeah, we have admins now. So Yay! Caleb is actually, I keep forgetting to add Caleb. He only does Instagram for us. <laughs> I need to get on that. Hi, Carl. Um, yeah, but. So the thing is, I think her dad does want to take her. And you, I don't think she cares. I think that you guys, you should have Elfie talk to him and... I cannot ask her to talk to him right now. Not like talk, like just feel him out and see if you think he wants to take her, then you, I don't know. It's it's a bad spot for and you. Especially is, right now. I understand what you're saying, but that is not possible. In I the mean, situation we were in, in right a now. lot of ways, um, if you legal reasons, it's not possible. Look, I tried to hold the line that um, unless we were talking about my children's immediate safety, right, mm -hmm. and long-term safety, um, their relationships with their biological fathers were none of my business. I was not going to go out of my way to try to improve those, and I was going to do everything I could to not hamper those. And those relationships are between them and their fathers until you're talking about something that causes one of my children measurable harm. And at that point, yes, I'm picking up the phone and I have to have a conversation with somebody I would much rather never speak to. It, and it's, it's a tricky, fine line, dude. You're Unless you feel like you can approach him and say, listen, and civilly, right? Because you don't want any backlash on your, on your kid. Listen, I'm not trying to overstep, and I fully understand that you are her father. Um, but I would love the opportunity to attend this one event with her, if that's all right with you. I don't know what else you can do. And I think, like, because he is the legal custodial parent, um, and it's that their school district. I probably like if I show up and he doesn't want me there, there's nothing I can do. Uh, but yeah, I so wouldn't surprise somebody with that. Roll this all back to the starting point, though. It made me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's you all. Know what you do? I mean, what if you guys did like decorated up your living room and the next weekend you get her, you guys have your own daddy daughter dance? And maybe LP can play DJ and you can have like. Cheese puffs and fruit punch. In fancy glasses. Yeah. Man, I need cheesy puffs. <laughs> <laughs> so this 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 runs us into the most pressing concern about all of this, actually. I can't dance. <laughs> so here's what I learned from working with kids. They I don't should. care. 
They still want you to dance with them. They don't care if you can sing. They still want you to sing to them. They don't care. You're not going to lose cool points. You're only going to gain them. So it's weird because I know I can't sing very well. But they they both actually will say something about, you should keep singing. Because I'll sing songs to their mom with them in the Jeep. And they uh they they enjoy it and i i to me i just have to think it's because they enjoy that i treat their mom well it's because they love you right when kids love you they don't care that you can't sing they still want you to sing to them because it's interactive with them it's personal and it's special and it's between you guys and, and in a good way right yeah. They don't care if you can dance. They don't care if you can do a good cartwheel. They still want you to teach them to do a cartwheel, even if it means you're going to fall when they fall, right? Mm -hmm. They don't care. Can you imagine me trying to do a cartwheel right now? I want you both to picture that for a second. In your fucking kilt. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) In my kilt. And we're going to do it old school, too. (laughs) He's going commando in the kilt. Just twig and berries all over the place. <laughs> okay, so that's my week. Dre, tell us tell us about how exciting your week at work has been. Oh my god. So my PC at work for about the last week or so um, boots up, and then before I even have a chance to enter all of my credentials, it restarts. So I have been surfing on my phone at work. <laughs> I tell them that it's not working, and I have an open ticket, and nobody seems to care, so neither do I. Hey, and, you filled out the work order. Yep. So today they came and got it. It's whatever. I'll have to fucking work tomorrow, but um, I got to go see Dave Rubin last week, and that was the highlight of my freaking week. It was so cool to actually see him in person and meet him, and um, when we went to shake his hand and have pictures at the end after the speech or whatever. Um, he was like, I can't remember exactly what he said to me, but he was like, I saw you right away when I came in and I kind of, you know, when I speak, I kind of try to focus on a couple of people who I can tell are positive, you know, whatever. He's like, you were just smiling the whole time. And I'm like, I was fangirling the fuck out the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I had to have a smile plastered. I mean, cause he's fun and he's funny and he's energetic and engaging. But um, one thing that really pissed me off that he said was um, a student came up to him right before he went on and said, uh, he was a philosophy student, and he said his teacher today in philosophy class said, hey, listen, just so you guys are aware, there's a hate speaker coming to campus today. Make sure you avoid him. It's Dave Rubin. So the kid raises his hand and says, hey, what does he say that would qualify as hate speech? And the teacher said, actually, I wouldn't know. I've never listened to anything he's ever said. Then shut your face. Why are you an educator? And why are you saying this bullshit to your kids? I have a question. Did you ask, did you tell him when you met him that you agree? No. With you, don't what? Get the jo- you don't get the joke, do you? Oh, yeah, because Dave is so agreeable. Oh, yeah. I agree. No, the Freedom Tunes video. Oh, I that was so good. Agree. That was funny. <laughs> I told I told Caleb that they needed to have shirts made up that just say I agree so they can move to the front of the line for questions. I'm glad that that you had fun because I know how much you were looking forward to that. 
I really was. And it was so nice. And you know what? Uh, I didn't get to ask him a question because the lines were long and they stopped taking questions before I would have got up to stand in the line. But I did ask him, I said, so uh, what's the smallest podcast you would consider going on? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, you know, what? send my send my booker an email, her name. And he gave me her email address. He's like, you just be patient. I'm booked for a really long time, but I would totally consider it. And I'm like, OK, I will hold you to that. He's like, yeah, just email her. Tell her you met me and yada, yada. And uh, we'll see what we can do. See, so. email him because by the time he gets on the show, we will have continued to grow like we are. You guys, everybody watching tonight, thank you. We love you. Um, we love you. Share us with your friends, please. Um, by the time Dave Rubin gets on, we'll be a huge podcast. And so I do have to point this out, too, because we love our our financial backers. We we still have John Phillips Jr. And is it – God, now I just forgot the other name. Is it Brent or Brett? Brett. Brett, Brett Powell. Brett Powell. God, I just – I had it pulled up right before we went alive too. And then I deleted the, the page. So uh, we now make enough monthly to have one beer night. Go <laughs> And by one beer night, I mean, we're getting, we're getting beer 30. We're getting a, a 12 pack of beer 30 and splitting it. But we love you guys. Um, all of the, the comments, the views, the shares, um, if you want to financially support us, uh, you don't have to do the $10 a month. There's a 99 cents a month option. Um, anchor.com uh, slash, hang on. Just drop the link, make it clickable. Let's uh, make it easy. Right, but this is an audio podcast as well, so it's it's. I have to do mm. both. And I am going to drop. Forget about our audio version. So here's the great thing about audio is we get paid for that uh, because we have a built-in sponsorship for our audio podcast. And look, if you're a regular viewer and you know that sometimes you miss the live stream and you don't want to dig back through the page, subscribe to the audio podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you can find us everywhere, everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Subscribe there. Listen to us in the car. We're great to take on those long flights with you. And the nights you can't sleep, we will happily keep you company. So, Zach, is there also there's also options to make like a one time um, donation, right? Not on that, not on that site, and that's okay, my bad. Um, basically, we're gonna have to pick someone's uh, PayPal or make a company PayPal. Let's just once make we a have company PayPal. PayPal. Let's. Do, I think. Uh, okay. I think John's what on it. kind of Cretan listens to audio only? Uh, so our last episode, audio only, almost it was about half of what our our what our estimated video viewership was. So it it's it's part of our our growing uh, repertoire of things. I don't. Know. I'm really happy about the last couple episodes because we were doing really poorly, and the last um, the last couple episodes we've had have been like twice as much so thank you all for the support and i am trying to find that like um for whatever reason it's not giving it to me i do want to throw out too if you're watching us tonight on a watch party we love you thank you please share invite your friends but remember we may not be able to see all of your comments as we go throughout the podcast but if you will go to drunken disorderly liberty on facebook and view the podcast there. Raptor will have the ability to pull your comments up for us and throw stuff up there for us to see. 
and I read all the comments as they come in because I, I can't help myself. I'm a comment reader. <laughs> so some people probably watching this later are like, why is she waving and saying, oh, hey, or I'm reading comments and yeah, reacting immediately. <laughs> so my week has just been blah. It's, it's the weather's bad. And Whoa, wait a sec. Wait a sec, Aaron. No one asked you how your week is yet. Aaron, Aaron, how was your week? Aaron, how is your it week? It was it was gross. It's raining. We're flooding. Oh, <laughs> it's been beautiful here. I'm so sorry. Oh no, everything here is either blooming or molding or or it it's just disgusting and I keep sneezing. And for, for everybody watching who doesn't know, and you guys know, because I think we got high and talked about this once. Um, but you might have been high and forgotten, so I'll tell you again. Um, I have a fear, a true phobic fear of sneezing. What? I'm, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Why? How? I, You're so, okay, so, like, I'm convinced that this is how I will die. I will sneeze. And that'll be it. Because, like, every, you know, every time you sneeze, your heart stops for, like, a, a millisecond, right? Um, I am terrified somehow, probably ties in with my PTSD, my OCD, or something that... Um, I'm going to sneeze. My heart's going to start, stop and it's not going to start. I feel like yeah. you're, you're missing a fundamental um, flaw in your reasoning. Which is what? You don't have a heart. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. I'm good then. Yep. I Listen, I never sneeze once or twice. It's always at least four to eight times like people will sit there on the other side of the cue ball and be like bless you or whatever and each time and i'm like just wait <laughs> there's more there's no way i would be in an institution i would have already had to like sign myself in I I mean, oh, oh my last second on earth i've tried to sneeze and see everything because it's i'm never gonna see again <laughs> it's, it's horrible horrible <laughs> I want I want to follow you around, Dre, and every time you sneeze, go. But wait, there's more. <laughs> There'll be chances. <laughs> there's that link for everybody who's waiting on it. Anchor.fm forward slash a z a raptor. Yeah. It's Azza Raptor, by the way, because a lot of people say Azza. Um, I I don't ask where that shit comes from. I just know I need to spell it out because otherwise people will be like, I can't find your link. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt bad because I, I <coughs> opened up Facebook this morning and saw you were asking for our, our, our link. And I'm like, did she get it? And I was getting ready to type it in. And then I saw the email that you had clearly gotten it. So yes, <laughs> really happy about Do you all know of our all weird on that timing. I, so like it's been crappy weather and I have fibromyalgia. I don't feel good. My allergies are driving me nuts. And yesterday I had nothing that I had to do last night and I knew it. So I came home from work and I took my shower and put on my pajamas and got really high and passed the fuck out and woke up at like, I don't know, midnight awake, ready to start my day. And cold medicine to myself back to sleep. <laughs> so, okay, if I were to take cold medicine at midnight, I would wake up maybe sometime the next day feeling super groggy, like I had a really rough night. 
I get super, um, like I can't even take Xanax anymore at night. I wake up with a pill hangover. I'm super groggy. And at midnight, that didn't, like, were you able to get up and go to work at the regular? Yeah, I mean, so I can, look, like, I can smoke through some flour. Like, I can. Sure. We, we've done it. And, and I'm good in function and do really well. But pharmaceuticals fuck with me. Um, yeah. So I took it, it, it two, <laughs> two capsules per dose in this, this cold medicine. I took a daytime version and took one capsule. At midnight? At midnight. And then got up at 530. Wow. So it was enough. But have, like, you, have y'all heard of melatonin? Melatonin. So here there's there's some issues with long-term melatonin use. It can cause some really vivid um dreaming that can sometimes be problematic. I can't take melatonin. I did I took melatonin for years. May, maybe that's what's becoming wrong with me right now. Some vivid those those long-term dosages. Melatonin screws with the dopamine production in your brain. And you have to be careful too much. Long-term melatonin can also interact with other medications and cause serotonin syndrome, and that is no fun. So if I'm taking 15 milligrams of melatonin and nothing else, what do I have to worry about? That's so probably okay, but, I mean, I dropped down to five. <laughs> five, that's so cute. <laughs> I take three. You take three of something else that I can only take one of, so I don't want to fucking hear it. You have other options, though. Things like a cup of valerian root tea can really go a long way. Tea is not an option, thank you. I don't drink nasty flavored water. <laughs> oh, please. I hate tea so much. I'm just getting to the point where I'm adult enough to drink coffee. You guys can leave me the fuck alone. Ew, coffee can yeah. suck up. Nick, put some flavoring in or get flavored tea, like orange or strawberry or whatever what you like. What did you just say about coffee? Can suck a fat dick. Never you drink it. Your demon mouth. Shut your demon mouth right now. <laughs> I get up and I drink water. Your way of saying that is a lot nicer than mine. <laughs> Only because it's D. If it was somebody, if it wasn't like family, it wouldn't have been that. No. Did you guys did you guys hear the the live stream that I did on Saturday? I caught parts of it. No, you did a live stream Saturday? I was killing time while I downloaded the Sargon episode. Oh, <laughs> like every other every other thing that someone would say to me like you shut your dirty whore mouth too. <laughs> Listen, I have tried to drink coffee. I've tried to drink iced coffee. I've tried to drink coffee with Mostly chocolate and caramel and vanilla and milk. That's not coffee. That's a it's coffee accented beverage. Blech. I can't drink it. If it tastes at all like coffee, I cannot. I get Folgers chocolate coffee and add some uh, vanilla, French vanilla creamer. And mm, I'm getting it touches coffee. my soul. gets down deep. Mm. I'm going to buy you new heels to wear with your skirt. <laughs> Look, we've already established I'm a fucking woman when it comes to what I drink. Have you seen what I drink alcohol? I know. It's like the fruitiest, silliest three umbrellas or it doesn't count bullshit. Screwdrivers all day, baby. <laughs> Comes to the table, the last convention. I'm like, what is that? Is it breakfast time? <laughs> yeah, like a mimosa at brunch? Cool. I, I think a mimosa is too hardcore for him, though. He's like, I don't know. This is too bitter. 
Look, I'm just saying Mike's Hard Lemonade can kind of throw me for a loop. I like it to be a little fruitier than that. Oh, my God. You're fruity. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. You can say whatever you want, but... We will. I'm going to get laid by a sexy woman tonight, so I don't give a fuck. I'm not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I could, but I'm here with you guys instead. What... Fucking Daryl. Give me straight 151. Fuck you and your 151. Nice. Look, I have Don't never had I have had moonshine and it did not take my breath away like 151 did. What? You had some uh, that was some pussy That's ass ass moonshine. Well oh, look, I'm not gonna say members of my family make really good apple moonshine, but it goes down real smooth. Let me tell you what. Look. I mean, seriously, Tennessee is the place for some badass moonshine. Yes, it is. It is the moonshine. If you want good, good moonshine, get it from Tennessee. Look, and I'm just going to throw this up here. Tom Arnold talking about tear wine. Look, if you moonshine. are ever in the South, and I mean the South, not like fucking Arkansas and Texas talking about they're the South. I mean the South. You need to get yourself some cheer wine, especially if they have it as a fountain drink. You will thank me. It well, is fucking amazing. That for those who don't know, two minutes from me right now, I can buy cheer wine. So I so drink a lot of cheer wine. You have cheer wine in Oklahoma? Yeah. Fuck you. Lots of it. You have Whataburger too. Yeah. Fucking assholes. And really good pot. I don't, I don't know if I would trust the ditch weed that, that Oklahoma's coming up with. Constitutional carry. I think we have, do we have that in Nebraska? What does that mean exactly? Because like, like you can just carry your gun around, right? I carry my gun around. a permit. Um, oh, also, also, we also have the ability to homeschool without state interference written into our state constitution. You don't have to provide portfolios, no state testing, no nothing. We don't. We don't. Well, when I was homeschooled, we didn't. The only thing that I ever did, um, I I took I had to take the Iowa basic one time as a homeschooler. Yeah, homeschoolers no, in Oklahoma don't have to do any of that. And Definitely. we might not have had to, but my mom wanted me to. Now they may have to take the eighth grade reading test to get their driver's license. It may be a driver's license requirement, but there's no state requirements. What were you saying, Dre? What test did you say you had to take? The or Iowa you... Basic. I Iowa don't. Basic. It's like a, I don't even know if that's the full name of the test, but it's the a. The Iowans are like an assessment test. Yeah. It's, a, it's, so it was like, make sure that I was actually in fourth grade and they weren't just fucking about. And like, it, it's funny because this would reverse itself later in life. My math scores were barely in fourth grade. Like, it was a struggle at the time. But my reading comprehension, was a uh, junior in college in fourth grade. <laughs> you know what? I went through a weird thing like that with math too. When, when was your turnaround? Your like light bulb, it, it all just started making the, sense. The like, weird thing is, is it always made sense. I just didn't fucking care when I took that test. I've The only time I have ever struggled in math was when I had to teach myself algebra and I couldn't. And eventually we had to get a satellite dish homeschool to fix that and by the next year i was i had gone from struggling to do algebra to getting 104 percent 
uh, grade in geometry. Because so my struggle wasn't with like with following the algorithm, using the right processes, and getting the right answer. It was with showing my work in the way that that they wanted me to do it. Oh, they hated me for that too. Because I, I didn't don't work that way, right? Yeah. It, it's not how I work. Um, but then once you get up into calculus, it's it's less yeah. becomes less of a focus for them. They just want to see your graph. Yeah. So here's the thing, and I I always <clears throat> I go to war about this in comment sections all over the place. The kind of math that people complain about their kids learning now with the weird ways to find the answer is the correct way to teach math because you are not teaching someone how to add three plus three. That is not the fucking point. The point is to teach someone how when they're in algebra two and geometry, how the fucking equations work. And I know I'm getting worked up and I'm really sorry, but we're going to war on this. Look, if your idea of math is basic math, shut the fuck up. That's just my thing. Yeah, I disagree. I hate the the fucking Common Core standards, and so, I not and Common I Core. Common okay, Core is not math. Too. Common Core is a fucking joke. Common Core is not math. It so is called I, Common Core often because it gets lumped in together, but the way they teach math has nothing to do with Common Core. When I um, so when Amy was homeschooling one of the years that we homeschooled her, I used a, an online curriculum and my child had to burn through an entire three days learning five different ways to subtract when she's sitting there going, why can't I just use the standard algorithm that works really easily? Well, because you have to learn all these other methods. She has never still to this day used any of those other methods. For me though, um, everything was addition. I add to do everything. I add to subtract. I add to everything's an addi is addition for me. Um, but it's just how I how I kind of self taught my way through through algorithms and how I broke them up in my head. And so here's the thing that I understand that first off, I understand that every student is going to learn differently, especially math. Where I'm coming from here is when you reach um, when you reach doing algebra two or calculus or physics or all of these, the way you find answers, if if all you have learned is the what for lack of a better way to say, it, if all you have learned is what my generation and older was taught in school, you have to relearn to do math when you reach those levels. The way they are trying to teach it now is to teach you the way you do highly advanced math, but back here. So when it's easy to learn, you're learning it here so that when you get up here, you already know how to do it. You've been doing it and it makes more sense. The, the major problem that I see, and this is where I would fix the entire education system, is we take 12 years to teach math, and it should be done in about six. Well, part of the other problem, too, is this new process takes so much longer to accomplish, right? right? And we're talking about kindergartners that are already coming home with sometimes over an hour of homework, and right. now we're going to extend the time period that it takes to accomplish these tasks, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, realistically, 
cover what you need to cover in a classroom, right. especially if you're going to mandate that we send kids to these indoctrination centers. Step up your indoctrination game, motherfuckers, yeah. because the minute they come home, we're on my curriculum now. Mm -hmm. I don't give two shits what you think is important for my kids to learn. I can't. Whoa, pause, pause. Yeah. Apollo Penzel, some news for your podcast. The vice mayor of Casper, Wyoming, and the second largest city is now libertarian elected and future candidate for state house. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Winning. Winning. Thank you for letting us know, Apollo. Thank you, Apollo. You guys share that. Get that out. Let people know. That is so cool. That's a big deal. That's another win. Every win counts. Uh, here's a good point from Chad Williams. The problem I've always found with math teachers is was that they rarely taught the why. I think yep. that's really important. Why? Yep. Here's here's what I most hate about public school. And this is coming from someone who has never once set foot in a public school other than to take a, an ACT. And no, that was a private school too, so fuck it. Um, the question of why is the single most important question in humanity. There is no more important question. Why is the supreme question. I think we forget that. Or, or it's not even that they forget it. I, I think they deliberately don't want to teach it. Oh, yeah. I think it's intentional. I mean, look, the shift to um, to the left, Yeah, and I hate saying the left because right. I, I really feel like left and right are a false dichotomy. But right. um, that shift, we started seeing that in colleges and, and, and universities and even some high schools, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago even. Um, at one point when students went into journalism as a major, right, it was because they wanted to accurately report the news to inform the public. That was the goal. Now, when you survey journalism majors, freshmen, first year journalism students, and you ask them why journalism, the majority of them say something along the lines of to change the world. Right? You're not an activist. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look, these universities and colleges have all been very, very, very liberal for a very long time. And as libertarians, we like to um, to give teachers a really hard time, right? Yeah. We've heard teachers called some really horrific things. And, and as a radical libertarian, here's what I'm going to say to you. We need thousands upon thousands of libertarians to become teachers elementary school teachers and high school teachers we need to be reaching young hearts and young minds long before they become indoctrinated by the liberal left because that's how they have gained such a stranglehold in popular culture absolutely where that game has come from it's brainwashing yeah. and, and here's the thing take it, take and it back it's how do i want to say this because i want to be very careful how i say this I see that there is a a lack of men. I guess there's just no other way to say it. There is a lack of men who want to be teachers. And that breaks my heart because... Do you blame them? No, I don't blame them. But, like, Scott's one of my heroes because he goes in and slugs it out. And, and you know, Scott's a great example of 
what a man is. Like he, he is a man. Yeah, but I mean, like, can you think of a more potentially dangerous, no. <laughs> dangerous field for for a male in today's society? Maybe no, daycare. there's not. I mean, maybe daycare. That's about it. Yeah. Especially like high school. High, high school, school for sure. High school bitches. Oh. Man, Dre, think about it. In high school, so easy. I like this teacher. I have a crush on him. I go into his class after hours. He tells me very politely that this is inappropriate. What do I, as a bitchy, angry, angstful teenager, do the next day? I tell my friends he put his hand on my leg or he did something inappropriate. Right. Boom. Over for this man. Right. And it doesn't matter whether he did or not. I know. So peeps from, from middle school, people I went to school with in Holly, some of you, I hope, are watching. Um, you all remember Coach Hughes. Miss Coach Hughes taught uh Coach Hughes, Mr. Hughes taught science and he always taught it in those little gray gym shorts standing behind his desk, right? Because he was a coach. And we we would intentionally try to get him to to become erect during class. It was a game. <laughs> That's so mean. We <laughs> thought it was hilarious. We played that game. You know, you'd unbutton your shirt. You'd go put on more makeup before his science class. You'd sit closer to the front. Yeah. It was a game. Men, what you are hearing is undisguised proof that women are evil. <laughs> Look, we've never denied that. That you're evil? Jay and I haven't. I mean... I know, I know the dirty shit that that high school girls do, because I did it. And here's the thing: when you see a story come up, and and I do this too, and I can't help it. Like I have to force myself not to knee jerk every time I see a story where it's like so and so accused of inappropriate with ex student, and it's like, wait for That's the facts. It. I want That's proof. It. They will come in. We have to wait. And I, I feel like I'm getting a lot better, not just in that, but in general of wait for the facts. Don't need jerk. I have become so much more of a patient person in the last few years. I do not do the impulsive bullshit that used to get me negative results in the past because you know what? You have to learn as an adult. I learned how not to, you know, Needle people, just because I want an answer and I'm impatient, <laughs> maybe they need a day. I don't know. And especially with cases like this in the news, we have got to start fucking waiting and seeing the facts and evidence that come in in the days following whatever event. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we live in a in a Twitter society, 120 characters or less. Make your assumptions and move on. Right? That that's the world we live in. And and that's 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 terrifying. So this it's is really easy to say. Well, yeah, we're talking about this celebrity, right? This rich, untouchable person. That's what we're talking about. Um, and maybe today we are, but tomorrow that's anybody. So I I feel like this is the first. <laughs> we're forty minutes in, about to cover the first story because we've actually been just free flowing <laughs> this whole time, which is great. Uh, I'm going to solo this one. Take that down. Um, so there is a case ongoing where uh, Luke Walton, who is currently the coach of the Sacramento Kings. Oh, we just lost Aaron. Oh, uh -oh. she's back. 
Okay. So right. Luke Walton is the coach of the Sacramento Kings. He has been accused of sexual assault, but not in criminal court in a lawsuit. And so this is something I want to immediately say. The facts aren't in. This is a civil case. Mm-hmm. It's also three years old and good luck with evidence on either side. Which, you know, realistically might be why this is starting as a civil case. A lot of times if they're the, so the burden of proof is much less stringent in a civil case than it is in a criminal case. Um, And we saw the same thing with the aftermath of the OJ Simpson trial, right? We saw civil cases brought um, that were won. Yeah. Because they didn't feel like they could achieve justice through the criminal justice system. And in this may be a similar case. Um, it's just too early to tell. Well, my first question was gonna be, did she go to the police first or did she just go straight to the uh, this the, the police, Santa Monica police say they had never received a, a report accusing uh, Luke Walton of sexual assault, and they are not currently investigating because it has never been an active case. So this happened three years ago, and she just brought a, 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 a legal suit against him. Okay, now that's not unheard of, nor uncommon. No, really I'm good trying, reason for that. I'm yeah. just trying to understand what's going on here because I'm not familiar with this article. Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, what was the so? Here's the, and we were talking about this in the pre-show a lot to kind of hammer hammer in because we were all kind of coming from different avenues here. And I, I really want to make sure that we, we kind of recapture that a little bit. So my initial thought is, and this is not speaking in any way, whether or not he did this, whether or not she's lying, if, if, if he did, whether or not she's a victim or he's an, uh, a sexual deviant or whatever. I'm, I'm not speaking about any of that. All I want to say is if a man invites you as a woman to his hotel room alone, there should be a conversation there about what that's going to entail because Nine times out of ten, I can tell you he's talking. He's thinking he's about to, uh, <laughs> about to get some. That's that's what he's going for. Well, Most like- vice versa, guys. If it's a woman inviting you back to her room, have that conversation then. Yeah. Before you get to the room, have the conversation about what, why exactly we're going back to a room. Um, and don't think because you're a guy and she's five foot two and you're this big, strong guy that you're safe because you're not. Weapons and drugs could be involved and you could get Cardi B'd. You never know. There could be 12 people in that room. Wish these people that were victimized by Cardi B would come forward so her ass could get the justice it deserves. I think anyone to be behind bars. Yeah, the behavior that Walton is accused of, um, there is no one gender or one physiotype that has the market cornered on this. No. There isn't. And I'm not exactly sure, like, does the article say exactly what he's accused of or? It, 
I don't know if this article says it, but I've I've read about this story, so let me kind of break it down. Okay. Uh, he takes her up to the hotel room. They're talking about this book that he wrote the foreword for her book. <coughs> and Dre's, or Aaron's dying. Um, <coughs> so he writes the foreword for this book. They go up to talk about it. Uh, he starts groping her and kissing her, allegedly. Okay. And uh, she starts screaming and fighting him. And he eventually lets her leave. There's no, like, I, from the way it sounded when I read it, clothing did not come off. Um, which, again, if this is true, that doesn't make it less sexual assault. Right. It's just, um, yeah. yeah. I just, I want to be very careful how I talk about this because it's, it's important. And, and we need to ensure that we, when we talk about things like this, um, like it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if she naively walked into this dude's hotel room and he, uh, didn't take no for an answer. Right. right. It, it's still, if it happened, it's still a crime. Um, yeah. Whether he was able to remove all of her clothing and penetrate her or simply grope her and kiss her, it is still sexual assault. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I've been assaulted so many times. Look, it happens to guys probably almost as often as it happens to us, but we have to in society. I don't, I don't. I think it I depends on the guy because I have not been sexually assaulted. How many times have you been at a bar and you see a bunch of drunk chicks walking up to some guy and laying on him and touching him and putting their hand around his stomach and high and whatever? Every bit of that is sexual assault. Assault or harassment? Assault. The minute it becomes physical, it is assault. I guess maybe this is because I don't go to bars. I, I don't have any any depth of feel some here. Chick that walks that works her way over to some guy on the dance floor and starts grinding against him. John is really he keeps bringing this up as a, a kind of a joke, but he was really annoyed when it happened last year. A karaoke event, some snaggletooth bitch came up to him and grabbed his ass. <laughs> and he was like many women who this happens to stunned into uh what do i do like yeah he like he he, he froze <coughs> yeah. what typically happens to me i am in shock a stranger reached out and felt that they had the uh, the right to put their hands on a stranger it's so unbelievable to you you don't know what to do so of course you freeze and then you know he teases me you did nothing and i'm like what am i gonna do start a bar fight with some rando who neither one of us fucking care i mean do you really care that she grabbed your ass no it annoyed me but you did nothing i didn't see it and i'm not going to start a bar fight tell the bitch to get lost your mic is yeah, but look, so you say that, but let's flip that. Let's play devil's advocate. I, if you're in a bar at, with John and on your way to the bathroom, some guy grabs your ass, you're not going to go back to him and be like, babe, that guy grabbed my ass. 
<laughs> because I know what will happen. John will try to start a fight and I don't want a bar fight to ensue. So I'm going to slap the motherfucker and then I'm going to go to the bouncer and I'm going to be like, hey, that guy just grabbed me. Kick his ass the fuck out. Well, you and I, we can do that, Dre. We can get away with that. Some guy smack grabs our ass. We can slap him and go to the bouncer and get away with it. What would have happened to the chick who grabbed John's ass if he would have slapped her? What would have happened? Well, that would be a little bit of an inappropriate response. And I don't know that I would necessarily slap anyone who touched me. I would probably push him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? If I have a guy does that to a chick, it's a whole different. No, normally, I mean, you know, depending on the situation, half the time I freeze, half the time I'm like, what the fuck? So that's what I do. I would probably still go to the bouncer or bar staff and be like, hey, take care of this shit. This just happened. If John would have done that, I'm sure the chick would have been ejected. I've slapped a dude and been ejected from a bar before because he said something gross to me. I broke the nap and slapped the motherfucker. And the bartender's like, I'm sorry, you got to go. That's our policy. I don't know, though. I don't know if they would have thrown her out for grabbing a guy's ass. I think society views that very differently. I agree. I expect that men just put up with that shit. And if it happened to us, we're going to call in, you know, the fucking Mounties. We want the cavalry. We want the Texas Rangers. But if it happens to a guy, oh, come on. Really? What? You're upset that some girl grabbed your ass? Really? Oh. He was very upset. <laughs> He's like, that's. And rightfully, rightfully, yeah, you know, he, this was completely unwanted. He didn't have any interest in the girl. He was standing there watching whoever was on stage singing. And this girl came up to him, talked to him for a second, and then grabbed his ass out of nowhere. And I was off talking to Jocelyn. I think Jocelyn was in town for this event. And, uh, excuse me. Wine's kidding me. We bitch about guys sending unsolicited dick pics, right? But I promise you, there are guys who are in groups with chicks and maybe you're getting flirty in comments and all of a sudden in your DMs or in your text is a pair of tits. But so here's a, a, that's a great question. Said, I am sick of every time I open my messenger, it's full of unsolicited tit pics. Everybody and their brother would harass him. So Laura, you for a fucking reason. Hang on. So Laura Ewing has a really great question. Yes, she does. If a chick I, stops taking her birth control in order to get pregnant, does that violate the matter? Yeah. That violates all Yeah, that's fraud. That's total fraud. And fuck you for fucking with someone's life forever. Fuck you for fucking with, with potentially multiple someone's lives. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to that kind of ties into a story and we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I had a battle buddy. One of you is making weird noises. I think it's Aaron. I, I muted I, you for a second. Aaron. No, no. I, not me. Oh, it, it was Dre. Dre. Are you done, Dre? Making weird noises? Yeah, the car drove by. Okay. So here's the thing. I had a battle buddy who got pretty drunk at a party and went and laid down and passed out. And another one of my battle buddies had to go pull a woman off of him who was raw dogging him. And everyone had the opinion of this girl that she was the type that would get herself knocked up 
not force a marriage, but I mean, when you're both in the military, that's how it plays out. And, and that's disgusting. Yeah. Well, because he's not lying. When I was in pregnancy was in the water. Right. And it wasn't just the marriage. It was because they know if they get pregnant, if you're in the military, they're not going to struggle to get their child support and they get great benefits. And it doesn't matter. Look, if, got, if gotta Zach's love that cry care. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Like if if Zach's enlisted and him and Elfie have a baby and they get divorced, um, or even if they're not married, they have a baby and whatever. Um, all she has to do, even if he's paying his child support, if she calls his commander and says, "Hey, I'm raising his baby, and I yeah, I'm getting some child support, but it's not enough, and we don't have any food," he'll get called into his commander's office. And can get counseled, can get articled. You have a legal obligation um, beyond child support to care for your dependents. And the military takes that shit seriously. Well, there's that whole code of honor thing. And you're supposed to, you know, live up to your responsibilities and your what you signed up to do. So, yeah, that's a huge thing in the military. And I totally understand that. I... I don't, I mean, I have a ton of family in the military, but I am not and never have been. It's it's one of those things where it comes from a very noble place and very ignoble people abuse the shit out of it. Yeah. So. Um, we should plug our shit again. Oh yeah. Uh, so real quick, cause we are kind of on the way out here. Um, Oh, where did it go? I had the link. Uh, we are on the mad statist now. Yeah. Trying, trying to find that link. Um, man. In Redbubble? We're on. Yeah. What if it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to take that comment down. I was like, oh, is that a new comment? Nope. Same comment. All right, we gotta hit LP up for this story after the show. I want to hear it. I, I love stories. I watch like seriously so many military shows. It's kind of silly. I watch SEAL Team. I watch Six, which is SEAL Team Six, and Shooter. Not me. I don't watch. I can't. This shit. I, I can't watch. take it seriously because most of it's so badly right. done. I I I can't. Um, like I can't do war movies either understandable i just can't here's the thing i wasn't in combat and it's even harder for me to watch war movies because i like i it it just reminds me of the haunted eyes that i saw way too much of yeah you don't look man if you're if it's one thing like you can tell when someone is trained and competent and able to kill like you can see that in someone's eyes it is 10 times worse when they've had to do it yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, I I don't watch them. So thank you for all your movie suggestions, but it's <laughs> like I don't even like Forrest Gump. Okay, too much war for me. I can deal with like like, and maybe this is why I like it so much. Like high <laughs> fantasy, medieval, that kind of stuff. Like I can that, do that. That's different, well, and 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 it really isn't because battle has always been battle, and it's always been brutal and nasty. Yeah. But it just seems different if I'm watching 
I Game of Thrones or whatever. God, Wheel of Time is coming out this next year. I am so fucking excited, dude. I oh. thought about that before. I think it's. I think it's, it's the difference in a lot of things, right? The uniforms not the same, so it doesn't look the same. The weapons aren't the same, so they don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. People die differently. It's not. It's not that blatant screaming reminder of. You know, it's, it feels different, even though it's still a horrible war. I think what I like most about it is, I think it, it started with the Born Identity series, the high tech end of it, the spy, the tools, the the gadgets, and how they find the info on counter terror. You know, that is the part that intrigues me. How they find who they the targets are and how they achieve their goals. You and like love, the, the whole uh, espionage side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I watched The Americans. I thought that was cool, you know. I love period pieces, even if it's the 80s. I mean, that's when I grew up. You know, the whole Cold War period, when commie was still a bad word. <laughs> Have you seen, what was the Washington Spies show? That was so fucking good. Um, shit. Turn. It's called Turn. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. You should watch it. It's fucking amazing. What's it about? Is it a show? Uh, George Washington's Spies. Oh, wow. Isn't it a submarine? I'll have to watch that for sure. Yeah, it's cool. And it's and it's it's cool because it's lar- it's historically accurate. So, um I think that even more. Really cool to dig. R- really I like you'll love it. You'll love it. It's great. I really want to get specifically James Cameron to uh, make a movie about uh, Culloden and the uh, Jack- the last major Jacobite revolution. And it has to be James Cameron because he's a Cameron and that was our war. That was the war where we really kicked ass. And so okay, it has so to be him. <laughs> I'm dying right now because I, all of my series, all of my shows that I like to binge watch, it, I'm, I'm between episodes on everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I started watching this new show, Future Man, mm-hmm. with very low expectations. Wanted very low expectations. And in tonight's episode, James Cameron is like this dude that he's he's done everything. He's invented all kinds of new stuff. He's found a bioluminescent fuel source at the bottom of the ocean. Like they're in this episode in James Cameron's house is talking about what a dick he is for enslaving her <laughs> and how he's like the great creator, right? It's great. It's funny. Okay, so I have it up on IMDb. It says, Josh Futureman, a janitor by day and gamer by night, is recruited by a mysterious visitor to travel through time to prevent the extinction of humanity. Dude, that's right up my alley. And yeah. yes, thank you, Laura. It's Lake. funny, like, the central reason for the destruction of humanity is the cure for herpes. I like my idea better. Oh my god! Because it'll make Elfie ugly cry. Look, if you've never read about the Battle of Culloden Moor, you should, and understand that the 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 flower of Scotland died that day. Oh! But that was the single most pivotal day in the uh, American history, because without the forced migration and enslavement of the Scots who were then sent into the south of the United States and were the backbone of the American Revolution, 
America doesn't revolt successfully because Washington was getting his ass kicked. Though well, our victories were coming in the south, and then they spread north. Right, because they had York. The British had York. They had New York. Mm-hmm. But Yorktown. the in so the pro here's the problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little history here. The reason the Jacobites lost is they abandoned Highland battle tactics and tried to fight the English as an army, and we were never able to do that. We just can't. There's not enough of us. The way we fight is different. Even today, we do not fight that way. When we came over to America, though, and all of a sudden, all these Celts are in the Appalachian Mountains, and it feels like fucking home, and England's trying to march an army through there to pacify the country, we remembered how to fight like Highlanders and just kept picking off their fucking off. Like, uh, what's that movie with Mel Gibson? That's basically how it happened. Yeah. yeah, now look, it didn't hurt that they were also surrounded by Native Americans who were also guerrilla fighters. Right. But, like, that was that was Celtic fighting like, style. It wasn't like you're weird here. It, it was right. like, oh, yeah, this is normal here. Okay, we and, don't have to fight them like that. And the thing is, like, so it, it's... You, you can tell the other other... I don't want to say ethnicities, but, like, other cultures were involved in the way America treated American Indians, I guess, um, because the way their society is structured, isn't that different from Celts and we got along with them just fine. So, uh, you can, you can thank your, your English and German people for that. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Look, look, Here's the thing. I will willingly admit this. I am racist as shit. Oh, boy. The English and the Germans can eat a dick. And the French, too. Fuck you guys also. Well, I don't know that that's racist. That's that's culturalist, maybe. So we were... So, right. I keep forgetting. This was something we talked to Sargon about on Saturday. So when we talk about white people, not a race. Just like black people is not a race. You're talking about an entire continent's worth of people that have nothing to do with each other. Like, you're right. going to tell me that I'm the same as, as a Greek or uh, a Russian? Like, no, we're different. We're different people, and that's okay. We just have a, a somewhat similar skin pigmentation. Well, and, and here's one that will piss off people who are, who are racist. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle Eastern citizens, Syrians. They're Caucasian, yep. just like you, Bubba. Right. Uh, migrated from. Yeah, it's it's a weird migration pattern, but yes, it's based on skull type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their skin's different because they you know evo- microevolution in a right. certain but climate. But yeah, they're Caucasian. Type. It's on slight skull differences. Yeah. And, and and I am not Caucasian. Caucasian. Like, You're not Caucasian, Zach. No, I'm a Celt, and we're vastly different. I'm my people were never anywhere near the those mountain ranges. Caucasian? We were. I I can't say the word for that for uh, the mountains. It's like what? I just can't. I'm unable to do so. It's oh. not like I, I, I don't want to. It's I can't. It doesn't work that way. You're a bitch. 
So we're who who are the Caucasians? I'm super curious. I don't it's like the so Alps nice. region. The Alps? Yeah. Yeah. The like, Alps are part of a bigger mountain range. It's like the Caucasus mountain range. So I can't right. say it, and I'm very sorry. I'm. I realize I'm butchering language it right now. From, it, it, think of the mountainous area. So, um, parts of the Middle East and parts of Europe, kind of surrounded by mountain ranges. Okay. They're so different, different regions of Europe. Right. Okay. Ca Caucasian is a very specific type of white person, right. and a person who's not so white in other areas that migrated from that mountain area. Now look, in in, in, that in everyday terms in the U.S., ca Caucasian has come to mean of the white race. But scientifically, if you dig back yeah. in etymology, that's not what it yeah, means. And that, that shit drives me nuts because, like, it's a point of pride. I am a Celt. I am almost exclusively Do you mark Celt. Other? Do you mark other? So, a lot of times, yes. It pisses me off. I will not put Caucasian. If it says white, I will consider it. See, but I most of the time I put I other because I'm I'm a Celt and it's something I'm very fucking proud of. Anytime it says race, and I've been doing this since I was like, I don't know, 12. Say Caucasian with other. Anytime says race, I mark other and write in human. Every so, single fucking time. Chad Williams and... <laughs> And Maggie are coming to my rescue trying to teach me how to say this. <laughs> Caucasia. Caucasia. Yeah. Is that it? And, and right. Uh, it is It is Western Asia mm -hmm. and like South, Southeastern Europe. It's like yeah. they connect. It's, um, it's a big C. <laughs> well, backwards. Read that one. Read it. If you keep up with this conversation, the libertarian communists are going to boycott you for being white nationalists. <laughs> Cry me a fucking river and I'll build them a bridge and they can get the fuck over it because I don't care. And here's the thing. Look, I don't and this is what I'm saying. I don't identify as white. Um, because the way other white uh, cultures treated mine, eat a dick. I identify a whole lot more with a lot of other uh, marginalized people throughout history because we wrote the book. Indian Russian Jew. I don't think many white races were nice to many other white races. I no. mean, we were all slaves at one point in fucking time in this country or another. I mean, I'm of Irish and Italian descent, and I know for a fact that the Irish half, half slaves, of your race enslaved the other half. Yeah, I'm Cherokee Indian and Russian Jew. You want to trade? <laughs> Every time somebody's like, we need reparations, like, man, I get it, but me first, motherfucker. <laughs> How about we let the past lay in the fucking past? How about that? Right? I just, I, I don't know if the ban on my clan has been lifted and I can even go home at this point. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the reality. There are shitty human beings on this planet. There always have been, and there always will be, and nobody has the market cornered. Nope. No culture, no race, no group, no nobody has the fucking market cornered on shitty individuals. I don't know the English kind of do. And I, uh, I don't know if the reparations talks annoy you guys as much as they annoy me, but yes. I'm sorry, nobody alive right now. Slave and nobody alive right now enslaved anyone else. I am not 
responsible for the actions of anyone else other than myself. Look, I think our history is important because it's important to remember yep. where we came from. I think it ties us to roots. And I think at our, at our basis level, human human beings tend to be semi-ritualistic, right? We, we fare better when we can tie into some kind of ritual history and root. And I get it. So cool. We all know what happened in every one of these horrific cases. We know what happened. So let's concentrate. So we can do to change it. So... in Libya, where people are currently being sold as slaves. Let's focus on that, that human rights violation. I mean, I care what happened years ago, but I care more about what's happening right now and what we can do to help people today. Yeah. I I would like to, at the very least, have my tax money stop going to bombing Yemen. That would be fucking great. Thank you. How about like seriously? I want to bomb people. I will give you my ex's names. <laughs> so it is. It is nine ten. There. It's it's nine ten, and uh, my wife is home. So I think it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> before before I just lo- before I just piss off a bunch of people by continuing to talk shit about the English. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you know how uh, I'll say look, this for the time. It's look, one of my I'm just saying the stewards of the rightful, rightful kings of England. And shut uh, up, dude. Shut up. No more. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to prevent war, motherfucker. Look, no, no. There, there is such a thing as a holy war, and replacing the house of Hanover with the house of Stuart on the throne of England, whether or not that throne fucking matters anymore is beside the point. It is a holy war and it's going to happen. Okay. This has been the drunken disorderly podcast. I promise I'm mostly kidding about all of this. He's not though. We love you. And we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Have a good